What's up, party people, and welcome to another intro of the Mind of George show, which will lead to an episode of the Mind of George show. But this intro is really special because I decided to flip the script. See, normally with Friday episodes, it's me interviewing somebody else. And I had a dear friend interview me, and I had to share. The queen of pooping her pants, the queen of baby grandmas, like the OG influencer, the queen of marketing and influence, Angie Lee, uh, interviewed me. And it was mind-blowing because before the interview, she forced me, and forced me is like kind of a loose term, but enrolled me into coming up with a clear list of things that I could help people with. And... The seven, I believe, biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make. And she got done with that episode with me. We finished, and she looked me dead in the eye. And she's like, people charge six to seven figures for this advice that you just gave out on the podcast. I'm like, yep, yep, that's, that's, that's what we do. And I decided that it was so important that I had to post it over here. Now, if you listen to Angie Lee's podcast, it's on Angie's podcast. If you don't listen to Angie Lee's podcast, I'm giving you permission to listen to one other podcast besides mine. If you do listen and you've already heard it, I highly recommend you listen again, take very clear strategic notes, and put them into practice because this works. So today's episode on the Mind of George show is me being interviewed by Angie to help you. And full disclosure, I think we laughed for 40 minutes straight because we're just Angie's a dope human show. makes me laugh. And we had a blast. And so it's loaded with nuggets. I want you to listen to it. And then what I want you to do is I want you to send me a DM on Instagram. Send me a DM with your biggest takeaway and what you're going to do to implement it. Now, listen, I'm not out here saying the popular stuff that gets engagement and gets excitement because the popular stuff doesn't help you increase your bank account, scale your business, or make a difference. It doesn't put food on your kid's table. It doesn't put security in your bank account. It doesn't help you hire more employees because the popular stuff is just for attention. And so listen to me when I tell you, listen to this episode and take one thing, send it to me in a DM so it's public knowledge and you're accountable that you're going to put it into practice so that we can keep moving the needle in your life and in your business because it's the simple, measurable, consistent things done over time that make a difference. And these mistakes are huge, but they are also very simple to fix and very easy to implement. So I'm going to shut up now because I'm ready for you to listen to the episode. So let's get into the show. Laugh your butt off. Send me a DM. Enjoy Angie and I, but here's the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. I had 15 gummies. Wait, why, why did you eat 15 soul gummies? Because they're so good, the orange cream ones. Oh. And so I was just sitting there and I was like, God, these are so good. And by the time I realized I ate 15 of them, I slept like a baby. <laughs> it's because the orange creamsicle feels like, feels like summer again as a kid, you know? It does. It's so good. It's like I could freeze them and make them into popsicles. Like, yeah. That's what they taste like. Remember you'd run down the street and the creepy ice cream man would bring the creamsicles? 
I feel like they weren't as creepy when we were kids as they are now. I feel like the level of creep has drastically increased as we've gotten older. Anyways, I'm so excited. George is back. You guys loved him last time. You said, wow, you guys are awesome. <laughs> so you should bring him back because he's a smarty pants. So George, in in 20 seconds, you're in an elevator. What do you do? And give him your, your spiel real quick before we dive into this because... I think you are one of the wisest, smartest people when it comes to marketing. And I'm very picky about marketers because most of them, not so good. <laughs> you are one I, of the good ones. <laughs> I help people unlock, extract, and amplify their genius to make a positive difference in the world while honoring relationships over absolutely everything else. Mm, I like this. One. I just made that one up. That it, was a new it one. It just came out of you right now? Yeah, it's like I'm the M&M of marketing. It's what I try to be every day. Do you like this analogy that marketing is like dating? Do you like the the dating analogy? I do. I do. But I, I always take it one step deeper because in, if you really want to think about it to effectively date somebody, you have to have dated yourself and marketing is no different. You have to be self-aware, authentic, and really aligned in what you stand for and what you believe for your marketing to be effective. And so, yes, I just think too many people take it's like dating, like I'm going to go swipe right and swipe left yeah. all day until something works. And I was like, yeah, but it requires that you have some sort of understanding of yourself, what your needs are, what your wants are. So then you can pour that out into the world. Because yeah. the, the, thing, the thing about that analogy that gets me the most is that you can feel, quote unquote, inauthentic marketing from a mile away, just like you can feel when a dude's at a bar spitting bullshit to you. <laughs> or, you know, when the woman's just pretending to be into you, but the moment she goes to the bathroom, you know, she's not coming back. Right. Like Aww. you can feel that from a mile away. <laughs> that, did I, did I, that happen to you? Or <laughs> No, no. I've been with my wife for way too long. I never like, I didn't even know the only dating app I ever used was that website, like plenty of fish. I signed up for that for like one week. And yeah. then I was like, I'm, I'm no, not doing this. Why does everyone love horseback riding on there? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what all of it said. You know, it's like horseback riding and hiking. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Everybody has the same profile <laughs> across the board. Everyone's copying and pasting. Oh my god! So yeah, I think I think the the biggest part for me is like when you think about it as dating, though. Like in order for think about it as dating that would lead to a commitment, right? It has to be effective. It has to be authentic. Yeah. It has to be aligned with who you are, which is what we were talking about before we even started this podcast of like be you because it's the only thing that you can sustain and do long term, and that's really the base of marketing. Oh, I love that. Be you because it's the only thing you can sustain. That's huge. And I talk about that a lot with authenticity, right? I have a lot of energy because I'm not wasting unnecessary energy on being somebody I'm not. And so especially mm -hmm. when you have a personal brand, there's just no other way to do it. I don't know how people do it who are faking it. I'm like, do you literally wake up every day and tell yourself you're going to have to fake who you are? Yeah. That's exhausting. That's being an actress. That's a completely different job. I mean... It is, it is completely exhausting. I mean, I, I did it for like five years and it was miserable. Oh my and like, here's the thing, like I, I didn't know at the time, right. Cause I was literally like running from trauma and not healed mm -hmm. from a lot of stuff. But once I became aware of it, I was like, God, this is easy now. Like, I just got to say how I feel. People yeah. might like it. They might not like it, but this is who I am. Yeah. And that's the game. And like, for anybody wondering, yeah. like I've stayed at Angie's house with her and Clay and Mike and like Angie, Angie's Angie. Like what you see on Instagram <laughs> stories is what you get in real life. She's very serious. She's I'm very like, calm. 
I'm locking the door of the spare bedroom. I'm sleeping in because I'm going to get fake poop. I'm going to get punked. Like somebody's coming to get me. <laughs> somebody's coming to get me. Oh my goodness. Let's jam on marketing. Let's let's do it. Let's get crazy. And by crazy, let's get really honest about some mistakes that you see in marketing, whether this is personal brands, DTC, physical product brands that you've worked with. Let's just be super honest. What are the the things that you're like, it's 2021. Do not make these mistakes in marketing because I think some of them worked 10, 11 years ago in online marketing, but they just don't work anymore because the consumer is smarter and we have to be studying psychology more than ever, more than ever. And we need to be as transparent as we've ever been because things are just different now. So let's go through some of the mistakes. I love it. I love it. And I'll, I'll quote one of your favorite people because it's so applicable to answer this. And Gary V said this a long time ago, said, if you're romantic about how you do business, you'll go out of business. Same thing with about Mm. marketing, right? Because when we really think about marketing or business in general, we're playing the lottery every day, but we're taking a chance that the numbers that we pick have the possibility of winning. But if those numbers lose and the game changes, we have to play them again and pick new ones. And so marketing business, it's a game of guessing and testing, guessing and testing and controlling the inputs. And so here's one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen. And this has been coming up for the last like 90 days, every coaching call, every company, everything is most marketers or most entrepreneurs in general don't give themselves space. And this is a really deep concept, but marketing is intuitive. And marketing to be intuitive requires you to spend time exploring possibilities. And I was telling Angie before the call, one of the things that I love and honor about Angie is when Angie feels off, she says she's off and she's going to get space. She's going to self-care. I'm going to have a girl's day. I'm going to do whatever. But what you're really doing is checking in and processing your emotional body because something doesn't feel right. And then once you process it, you get clarity, you come into alignment and you come back 10 times stronger. But if during that time, you're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to write this email, I'm going to do this ad, I'm going to do more, the feeling would get worse and worse and worse. And the marketing would get shallower and shallower and shallower because it would all be reactive. And so one of the things that I have all my students do, and I mean every day, is they have a one hour stillness practice. It's a requirement to be in my coaching programs. An hour? An hour. An hour. No phone. (laughs) No music, no walking, no movement, no I did breath work for an hour today. So that was very still. And here's the thing. When you think about marketing, right? If all you're looking at what everybody else is doing, you're just copying them, which is another point that I have. But when you create space for yourself, what you're realizing is I have all these inputs that I've seen that's worked. I saw that they did that. I liked that. And now I'm just going to sit and reflect. And that reflection is where you take the inputs that you got from the world and you add your intuition on top of it, which is what creates your unique angle. But you can't get new information if there's no space to get it. And so you have to intentionally create these pockets of creativity or reflection space. And that's probably one of the biggest needle movers that you can have because that's where you'll find a new angle, a new hook. Oh, I didn't think about this. And it will help fit it into be your recipe that's aligned to who you are and then allow you to act on it and it actually work. Because here's what I'll tell you. The second one I have is copying what other people is doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one how for you and it's yours. 
because you can take two different professional athletes and give them the same training, the same plan, but they're both going to execute it differently because they are the common denominator. And so what you have to understand is that when we look out for inspiration at like, oh, that marketing campaign or soul CBD that, or I saw Angie do that, you're like dope. And you have to ask yourself, like, what did I like about that? But also what about that is aligned to me? Like, how can I make that mine? Because quite frankly, I can only handle one Angie in my life and I love it, but there can't be other ones, especially when they're not real. What are you, what are you saying? I'm saying you're amazing and it's a lot and I can only take one. How do you think Clay feels? (laughs) How do you think Clay feels every day, all day long? (laughs) This is why Clay started baking sourdough. So he can like eat the dough. That's his anger management. (laughs) To manage his stress of my crazy brain every day. (laughs) So like the two that I have to start, and I think this is really, really huge and I want to hit it, is number one is that marketing as the analogy to close the loop from Angie saying it earlier is like dating. But in order to date, you have to be self-aware. You have to know who you are. Well, in order to know who you are, you have to practice that relationship with yourself in an intentional capacity. That's not like, oh, I'm numbing out in Netflix and I'm having space. It's like, no, as a part of my business, as a part of my creation, as a part of my work, I'm going to intentionally create space to explore that relationship with myself, working out in silence, going for walks outside in silence, like finding pockets where you can deepen that relationship so you can start to find those threads that feel aligned to you and congruent to you and then give you the ideas to put that into practice in your business, which would then solve point number two, which is stop copying everybody else and be you. Like be unapologetically, authentically you because that's what people respond to because marketing is about getting somebody's attention getting them to trust you and then using that trust to take them somewhere different. And the only way to do that is if it's based on authenticity. Wow. Oh, my Lanta. I'm taking notes on my hot pink sticky note. I love it. I'm wearing my hot pink shoes. Like <laughs> Here's the deal. I love this because what I've realized is creativity needs space. Yes. It needs space. And so what happens is, I'm stressed about something in business or I'm feeling like, I don't know what I should do next or I'm in that indecision. And then I scroll because I think we're looking for that dopamine hit of what is somebody else doing? Because they obviously have the answers for my life. They're a stranger on the internet. (laughs) They know me more than I know myself. Duh, it's a stranger on the internet. And then we just get into this vicious loop instead of putting the phone down, going on a walk, going to work out, meditating, breath work, whatever the heck it looks like for you. And and I think the answers are in us a lot of times. A thousand percent. thousand yeah. percent. And we just, and you nailed it. We have to have the space, right? Like typically yeah. when we're having that, like, oh, I'm at a sticking point. I'm having anxiety. If we don't unplug and do something different, all we do is exacerbate it by collecting more evidence, right? The endless scroll, the dopamine hit, the comparison syndrome, the boom, boom, boom. And we're just moving the starting line over yeah. and over and over and over again. And the truth is, is like, I don't think enough people talk about this. Like I got acknowledged yesterday. They're like, you talk about the not fun stuff. And I'm like, yeah, because the not fun stuff is the secret, right? Because at the end of the day, marketing is a set of tools and platforms, right? Messaging, paid media, earned media, right? There's a limited set of tools in marketing. The common denominator for the people that are successful is that the person using the tools is what makes it work. 
But yet, most of the culture we consume teaches us to consume more of their stuff so we can't sharpen ourselves as the tool. And so you have to understand that you're one of the top athletes in the world as an entrepreneur. We're like 0.001% of the population that gives up certainty to live in ambiguity, but yet we have to create space for us to explore that uncertainty and determine a plan because nobody else can determine our plan. Like nobody can build your vision. Nobody can play your game. Nobody else can date your husband or date your wife. Well, bad <laughs> conversation, but nobody else can do you. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. you have to really practice it and you yeah. have to understand that. I, I don't think people think about this enough. Like entrepreneurs, in my opinion, are heroes because they're willing to see something as a possibility. Whether you're a coach, an ambassador, an influencer, affiliate, you believe in a product, you launch one and you're like, I'm willing to stand in the possibility of people judging me, people misunderstanding me, people throwing rocks at me, people telling me I'm wrong because I know if I stand in it, then it's going to create a possibility for other people. But that also means that you have to have space to deepen your relationship with yourself and your self-confidence so that you have the depth to stand in that. And that doesn't come from scrolling through somebody else's IG stories or, you know, their rented Lambo, you know, all that stuff that we joke about all the time. You know, Brian on Clubhouse. (laughs) Hey, that's my boyfriend you're talking about. (laughs) I know. No, it's my future husband. I haven't been on Clubhouse in a few weeks. I don't. I don't know what's going on over there. Are the other ki- cool kids still doing it? Or I've seen a lot of posts lately. Like, how much time did you waste on Clubhouse? Still <laughs> loving it? And I'm like, no, I spent like 20 minutes total. Good God, yeah. Entrepreneurship is a game of self awareness, oh, and yeah. it's a game of that delicate balance of knowing when to work and to, and when to lean back. And I think that women have this advantage in entrepreneurship a little bit more than men. Men are usually the ones to push through and get more done and do more and do more and do more. And sometimes they go a little bit too far instead of taking that hour or that day to just dream really big. And and I call it daydreaming almost like the next idea is going to come to you when you're talking with somebody, one of your really smart friends or you're playing basketball or you're, you're doing something that's you're, you're just in the flow state. You're not staring at your computer screen. It just doesn't happen like that. Think of the most creative people in the world. The, the idea did not come to them when they were staring at their phone. No. I mean, they were probably also on some <laughs> some plant medicine, but yeah, regardless, okay. they were That's probably... Like fast forward button. Just a fast forward button. They were probably like in the flow state. They were not staring at their computer and their phone. It's just, do you know I've never created a piece of content staring at my computer screen? Do you know that all of my podcast ideas... All of my emails, all of my captions, every single piece of content I've created in the last 11 years has been created outside and I type it in my phone and then it goes to my computer or email it to myself and then I fix the notes really quick, record or create it. Isn't that crazy? I'd I'd say- Do you believe that? People don't believe me. They're like, you don't sit and work. I'm like, I haven't opened my laptop to work like ever. I'm I'm doing it for you right now to record this, but I literally work on my walks. (laughs) 90, 90% of my coaching points, my courses, my programs, my podcasts come in the sauna, 90% of them, because I'm in this yeah. sauna in like a heightened physical state and I'm just watching and witnessing. And then like, I'm like, Oh my God. And then I like write it down. I'm like, Oh, like, what was that? And I write all these things down. I do the same thing. I have like the notes section of my phone is so disjumbled because oh. it's just fleeting notes. Yeah. But then when it's full, I just email it to myself and then I start working on it or I yeah. outline up. I'm the same exact way. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. yep. I'm the same exact way. And you said something earlier and, you know, open loops drive me nuts. And so you nailed it with that women have an advantage in entrepreneurship and having a, a more intuitive relationship with their emotional body yes. where men will do more and do more and do more. So the challenge for men is to contain it and create that space to be in that practice. The challenge for women is to put a container on that space so it doesn't become an addiction to feeling and not taking action. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, that's where the harmony kind of comes in to where like, that's why I scream containers for people. Like, I'm like, Hey, listen, you know, just check in with yourself, like give yourself four hours. But then at the end of that four hours, like have an authentic check-in and, and start to realize that, wow, I've, I've felt it. I've experienced, it, I've expressed it. Now it's time to take action, like to put one thing in practice or to make one adjustment so that we then don't get in the trap of quote unquote, ready is a lie, right? Like I'm, yeah. I need more to get ready. I need more clarity. I need more. Oh, and I'm like, everybody else is running the race and you're standing still. Do you find, I mean, you've worked with some of the most incredible entrepreneurs. Do you find that the women are usually afraid to take action and implement and step into the quote unquote masculine energy and the men are more, they're too heady and they're not sitting back for a second and actually just allowing themselves to like dream and think 90, for a second? 95% of the time. 95% wow. of the time. And then you get the rare one, right? Where you have the woman who used to be a, a corporate attorney or used to be blank. And I was like, Hey, you know, I know you haven't cried in 21 years and you don't have to cry. Um, but can you smile? Like, can you just smile at me like once in three days? Right. And then there's a couple dudes where I'm like, Hey man, listen, like, Ooh, Hey, I got you. We can cry together, but we're going to take a step forward. Yeah. Like, we're going to do this today. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, but, but primarily like understanding the energies of masculine and feminine, like, and we have three bodies, right? We have the external body, masculine and feminine body, the world sees, we have the internal one, then we have the secret one. Right. And mm. this all comes from like Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism, but um, you wow. know, typically it's just understanding you know, kind of where you are. So yeah. you know how to build a tool to support yourself. But yeah, it's, wow. it's really, really powerful. But I, I think you nailed it. Like, you know, you think about the creatives, the best ideas in the world, the things like that. Like there's a reason there's hundreds of books talk like the napkin idea. Cause it was sitting in a diner when I was out to breakfast, eating a chocolate chip pancake. And this idea hit me and I wrote it down. And you have to intentionally create this space to be able to find those moments, call them intuition, call them downloads, or just call them enough time for the recipe to bake, right? Because you've been taking in inputs all day. But if yeah. you put brownie batter in a cold oven and pull it out a minute later, you're going to be pissed you don't have brownies. It needs some time. Yeah. Yeah. It needs some time. And especially if you are multi-passionate ADD, which is who I'm largely speaking to on this show, we can mm -hmm. get really overwhelmed if all we're doing is taking in information yep. and we don't meditate and sit there for a second and process it all because that's when we get anxiety. And I'm just laughing because I'm thinking of Mike and I obviously owning soul and it's just the beautiful dynamic of him thinking of strategy and do more. And we must always do more to accomplish more such a three on the Enneagram. And I'm over there like, okay, I have this really fun idea. We're going to get all of our customers to do this. And it's going to be the most fun campaign. Here's going to be the song. And he's just like, you're just farting around. I'm like, no, these are the big ideas that <laughs> I am Richard Branson. Okay. <laughs> People. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to fly in on my jet. I'm going to give you the, the amazing idea. And then I'm going to peace out. <laughs> yep. You're going to do your shit. So no, I, I used to, um, I used to feel bad about being a visionary because it seems like it's uh, silly or it's not enough, but 
it's it's needed, right? We need both roles. We need the the integrators and the visionaries. We couldn't, I could not function without integrators and integrators couldn't come up with the ideas that the visionaries do. So there's no, there's no better or worse. It's just knowing which one you are, which goes back to the self-awareness. Yeah. So what's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say entrepreneurship is the fastest path to therapy. You didn't know you were signing up for. (laughs) It really is. I'm telling you like entrepreneurship is the biggest pain in the ass, authentic, honest, and smack you in the face therapist that you will ever get. Yeah. Yeah. It it really smacks you in the face about your ability to sit with uncertainty, how you see money, Mm -hmm. uh, everything, but it's awesome. And uh, yeah, (laughs) but it's awesome. It's totally, totally awesome. And I I think it's amazing because we keep pulling the self-awareness thread, right? And that really, really is the secret. Like, I like, this is why like, I want my wife to tell me when I suck. And like, I want my team to be like, that's a dumb idea. And I'm like, thank you for not letting me run into that wall at full speed. Like, <laughs> thanks for seeing me. Right. And then, you know, there's also times where I'm like, I don't believe you. And then I get smacked in the face. And I'm like, oh, I'll listen next time. Got it. Cool. Right. But it's, it's really just yeah. a fun game, which actually leads me to another point about marketing. <laughs> I like how we're just it's, laughing this entire episode. I know, it's so good. I mean, I think you have to though. Like it, yeah. that's a part of this game is like just realizing that I don't care what you see on social, how many millions you think they have or they don't, how well yeah. they have it together or not. Like Angie, her, you know, her man, Clay, me, we're all friends with each other behind the scenes. And if you saw what it was really like, you'd be like, how did these people get here? We're like, we don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. Like, it's, we're shit show I'm like, how do I make money? I'm out of my, I'm crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I really think it's our mm-hmm. willingness over and over and over to be like, wow, God, that didn't work. Let's do it again. Let's yeah. try it differently. Yeah. Hey, I need support on this. Can you see that perspective? We're like, oh, I'm crying today, but I'm going to write the email anyways. Like <laughs> there's this thing where we just honor the process and realize that it's a long game, yeah. which, which brings me to one of the other mistakes. I mean, I have five more, but this one is huge. Yeah. And I, I watch people do this all the time. They get codependent on the results of their coaching, marketing products or services. Mm-hmm. And so they get attached to what they did, which prevents them from seeing what worked and what didn't work and then making an adjustment because they're like, oh, I did that Instagram story and nobody watched. I'm like, great, do another one. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they're like, oh, I launched the product. It didn't work. I failed. I'm like, or you just have to ask somebody one question, what they didn't like, make a tweak, and then it launches. Like, I think people forget that, like, you know, it wasn't the iPhone 1 that launched. We're on number 12 because they launched a crappy one, and they've made 28 updates to it yeah. over the course of time. And entrepreneurship is a long game. It is a long game, and really the secret to success is iterations. Software companies have understood this for years. Physical products and technology companies have understood this for many years. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your business, your coaching business, your product business as an iPhone, you're like, oh, we can make it better. We can make it better. We can make mm-hmm. it better. But if every time someone's like, ah, I think you can have a better camera, you're like, no, my camera's perfect. I don't <laughs> care. And they're like, well, we're not going to take pictures anymore. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, I guess, okay. Well, no, you have to be really, really open. And I found that like that would for me, was one of the biggest paths to my success was realizing that I was getting attached to my results because I was insecure in my own abilities. And so then it would kind of derail me into this massive, massive loop instead of being like, wow, 
I gave my energy here, my intention here. I created this result. Cool. This worked. This didn't work. What can I do differently? What can mm. I do differently? And marketing is definitely that. Like there's platforms and, and ways and mediums that we market now that once we say it six minutes later, it's no longer valuable. Yeah. No longer valuable, right? Instagram stories, 24 hours. Like I don't care that you took 17 days to plan the best Instagram story to post once that's going to disappear tomorrow. That's nobody going to watch in your highlights. Mm -hmm. I'd rather you show up every day and work on the craft and play it and practice it. And so the big mistake that I see is getting attached to the result rather than getting attached to the input. Mm. And the input is you simply looking at, oh, did I say what I wanted? Did it have the impact I wanted? Nope. Let me make an adjustment. Nope. Let me make an adjustment. Yeah. And so for me, like when I coach people on this, I'm like, there's only two things in the world that you can control for the rest of your life, business, marketing, entrepreneurship, relationships. You can only control your intention and your energy, your intention and your energy. And as my buddy, Jim Quick said of the podcast, and you know, Jim, you can't get mad at results you don't have from work you didn't do. And so I look at people and they're like, God, like, you know, I, I launched this program and nobody bought it. I'm like, cool. Like, let's look at it. It's been seven days. They're like, yeah. I'm like, what was your intention? Like zero to 10, like crystal clear. This is what I'm doing. This is when I'm doing it. I was like, honestly, zero to 10. And they're like three. And I'm like, cool. And I was like, okay, what have you done in the last week? And like, well, I posted twice. I'm like out of seven days. Like, yeah. I'm like, so grade yourself on energy zero to 10. And they're like a four. And I'm like, cool. So you're mad that you don't have 10 results, but you gave a three and a four. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, cool what would a 10 intention look like? And they're like, okay. And I'm like, what would an eight energy look like? And they're like, boom. And all of a sudden they look at me and they're like, oh my God, it's so simple. And I'm like, yes, go. Yeah. (laughs) Like go. And if you practice that in your marketing, in your messaging, in your Instagram stories, in your lives, in your podcasts, in your product sales, in your fulfillment sequences, and your brand dev and all of it, you're basically guaranteeing your success because you're playing until it works Mm. rather than struggling to ask why it didn't work and then getting upset that it never can because you're not putting the inputs in to actually get it to work yeah oh yes yes (laughs) (laughs) yes just just yeah just intention you gotta give a shit I feel so validated when we podcast together. It makes me feel so good. (laughs) I feel so validated. Yeah, my tank is so full. You could just text me anytime and say, Angie, I I need some validation today. And then send me a 50 minute voice note. And then I'll go, yeah, good. (laughs) You're you're a genius. Keep going. I'll just just start boxing you podcast episodes. (laughs) Before you release every single one. Angie's personal podcast. Angie's personal podcast. I mean, that's it. You you gotta care. You gotta you genuinely do. be in it. And maybe this is the woo-woo side of it, but you, the, the energetics of the launch affect the launch. I mean, you, you gotta, the intention behind the email, the podcast where I'm like, this is it. I feel this. This is so good. I can't wait for them to hear this. They're, they're the ones that do the best. I mean, it's when you're excited about it and enthusiastic. And I think that passion really can transfer through the screen or the email or whatever it is. I just, it does. Yeah. People feel it. it. People can feel your intention as a creator. I said this on stage a couple weeks ago, somebody walked in, right. It was like the morning 
like of day three. And I've been, I've been taking these people through like 14 hours of practice and breath work and marketing and boom, boom, boom. And like, there was a few people that are lit up. There were a few people starting. So I'm like, how are you guys doing? And they're like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, I guess we're all committed to creating poopy results today. Huh? <laughs> and they all looked at me and I was like, let me make this really clear for you. Poop in poop out. And so like, I made them stand up and do like jumping jacks and push-ups and like bounce around. And I was like, look, and like the whole room changes. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, we might be tired. We might be scared, but we can always still control our energy and our intention. And you said this before Mm -hmm. we started recording, this is a bonus mistake. It's trying to be somebody you're not and getting upset that you can't do it. Yeah. It's extremely hard to have positive energy and confidence into something that doesn't align with what you really, really want. And it will never work. And so you have to make sure that you're checking in with yourself. Like like Angie and I, comparatively, like Angie is an amazing affiliate marketer. I've had success, but you can tell my default is coaching. Like I live in that spot. I love that spot. It lights me up. And so like understanding that it's like, okay, cool. I could go sell, you know, convert kid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, screw it. I'm going to keep running the mastermind. Cause it just like fills me to the tank. And so it's so easy. Cause I'm like, Oh, how many slacks I get today? What questions do I get to answer? Like, Oh, I can't wait to be in person with them. And like, Oh, and like the tears come, people get mad at me. They tell me I'm the worst human ever. And then a week later, they're like, I love you. Will you come to my wedding? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> right. Like it just makes me happy. So you got to be aligned. Yeah, I mean, you just are really good at without me puking in a bowl with this corniness of this word because, you know, you are really good. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. You're really good at holding space and the container for coaching where I don't have as much of that. So you are really good at that. I mean, I've seen it in person. You're able to sit there and you're not afraid to be confrontational and say, so what's not working right now with you guys? And then just pause and just wait where I'm not as good at holding that space, that container or being confrontational. So I'm not, I don't have it in me to be a coach as much. I just want to more be like, Hey, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You should go buy it. (laughs) So again, they're, they're just different, different skill sets. And so I think it's, I'm so glad you exist because so many people do need that strong, just solid, you know, energy that can hold that container and, and really say what's going on, what's actually going on versus dancing around it totally totally yeah. yeah i totally agree i love it oh yeah and i remember like i always love when we were at your house and i do it and then i watch people squirm and i'm like oh this is good and that's like, like you were like why haven't you emailed those customers who have bought from you 500 times <laughs> silence for two minutes why have you guys not followed up and sent video messages to the customers who have spent over ten thousand dollars with you guys yeah. go outside right now and video this guy go outside <laughs> This, this is, is how you treat customers. We're like, okay. <laughs> By the way, for everybody, this is a real true story. Yeah. yeah. This happened. <laughs> You're like, go outside and voice Bob right now. He spent $10,000 with you this week. Why have you not sent him emails? Mike's like, I don't know. We don't want to be obnoxious. No, go send him an email. He needs to hear from you. He's not, he spent money with you. He's not going to be mad. Go talk yeah. to him. Go follow yeah. up with him. We're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's follow up with our customers. Right. <laughs> I'm serious like like it's like the most simple yet powerful thing like duh yes that's a side note for all of you guys whether you sell I don't care what you sell whatever business you're in the power of the follow-up and your repeat customers giving them love because we're so obsessed with 
acquiring new customers that we forget to maintain and nurture our current yeah. customers. We just completely ignore them. And it's the same thing with followers, right? People are like, I have 5,000 followers. I'm like, that's 5,000 people. That is yeah. a crap load of people. Why are you freaking out? You don't need more people yet. Just give them I don't love. Want more people. Do you know how hard it is to follow up with the ones I have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I tell everyone's like, I don't have 10,000 followers. I'm like, because you haven't loved the ones you had to get 10,000 more. Like I said this, I said this to a mastermind student like four years ago and they were the same thing. They're like, I want to like double my business. I need more customers. I'm like, you can't adopt any more children till you can feed the ones you have. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and they had like four kids and they were like, bro. And I was like, hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're doing the same thing to your customers. And you're wondering why they're not coming to give you loves, hugs, and kisses and say, I love you, daddy. <laughs> love, hugs, and kisses. I'm like, but like newsflash, like 80% of your business is built on the back end. Referrals, retention, escalation, lifetime value, which actually, which, which actually brings me to another one of the points and the mistakes that I make is people try to focus so much on quantity versus quality. And they applied in the wrong places. Like, I'd rather you not be on 800 social platforms. I'd rather you be on one all the way. Like, the way that you do Instagram, I'm like, you exhaust me. I don't have that in me, and I love it. <laughs> I'm like, but man. Like, <laughs> it's like, fun for me, though. If it wasn't, I, I wouldn't know, do totally. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, I'm an eight, you're a seven. Like, I totally, like, I'm, I'm like, like, guys, got this new butt cream. You got to buy it. Woo. <laughs> Totally. I mean, I and you're like, you I don't want to do that. <laughs> I use you as an icebreaker. Like in some, most of my coaching calls, I'm like, could you guys see Angie shit her pants the other day? And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, let's talk about authenticity. Right. That's what we're going to yep. be talking about today. And, and it's so <laughs> true. But, but when I think about that too, Angie, I think people have really like one of the things that used to work, but people have a very broken paradigm with it is quantity. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, if we're running a million dollars in ad campaigns a month, we have to split test a ton and a ton of creative. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the creative we're testing or the copy we're testing is quality and it actually meets people where they are and serves people. And so I watch people kind of mistake that like, I'm just going to show what it's really, really like as uh, I'm going to show up all the time forever. I'm like, hey, hey, take five minutes. And just take five minutes and make sure you have something to say. Or, you know, I don't care if the photo is a professional photo or it's on your iPhone, but make sure that it's not just self-serving if you're going to post it to the world. And so I tell people all the time, like, you will always win. Coaching, products, services, it doesn't matter with quality because you can go deeper. And that depth creates a deeper relationship. It creates more endowment with you and your brand, right? And Jonah Berger, go read his books, Contagious, The Catalyst, things along those lines. And it almost guarantees a positive result in your business. Like you can't find me one business where you're like, I went deeper on my customers and I over-delivered versus every competitor and they all quit. Like, no, I'm like one of my, and I told Angie and them this too. Like one of my ninja hacks all the time is like, they have a CBD brand. I work with them on it. I love it. And I was like, one of the easiest way for me to get customers is to find customers that have bought from other CBD brands. And those brands haven't helped them use the product. I'll help you. I got you. I'll steal your girl. Yeah. You don't want to show up. I'll show up for her. Cool. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, yeah, take my content. This is how you sleep better. This is how you reduce your anxiety. Now you feel really bad about taking that brand's shitty CBD, don't you? Here, have some orange cream gummies. Welcome to the game. And so quality over quantity. Yeah. Steal your girl. Steal your girl. 
Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> I am not Mr. Steal Your Girl, but everybody <laughs> tends to laugh when I say it. And so I, I say it. it now. I love it. Side note, before we close out with the last few, do you think entrepreneurship is for everyone? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I used yeah. to answer this question very differently, but you know, 14 years later, I have a very different answer. <laughs> I don't. Um, 14 years. You look like you're yeah. 21 though. So I know, I know. Did it's you like start it? <laughs> living dead. in Montana, living in Montana is doing good for me. Somehow I even did 12 years in the Marine Corps and three combat deployments and I still look this young. Yeah. <laughs> is it cause you're putting the, that, what, that stuff on your skin? The <laughs> Oh, the stem cells. <laughs> no, it's cause I, I sleep and I don't have any stress yeah. and I did some plant medicine and I love what I do. Yeah. There we go. Love yeah, it you it's do. Like, it, it, I really love what I do. And like, God, it's still stressful. I got a tax bill the other day and I got <laughs> shit my pants. You're like, like, you're like, no, I refuse. Where's, where's that coming from? I'm like, babe, where's our money? She's like, oh, I've had it all in crypto for six months. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. Had it got all it. in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> I walked home one day and she's like, hey, just so you know, like we own like 20 different crypto coins. That's how much we have. I'm like, nice. how much? What? That's what? actually good. Oh yeah, she... It's really easy. I suck at bank accounts. I look at them and they give yeah. me a panic attack Same. and then I get reactive to them. So here's the rule in our family. My job's to make it, her job's to keep it. Nice. It. So she manages all of our real estate, our crypto, our new rental car company, our property, our nonprofits, our like <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, hey, did I do good this month, babe? I, I like, like that reverse. I like that because usually it could be the, I like that, that the totally. woman, the she, woman's managing she, it. She crushes it so nice. much more and so much better than me. But yeah, I don't. I you wouldn't don't want me to manage your money if we were married. I would be like, hey, so <laughs> sit down. Are you sitting down? So you know that the Whole Foods organic salmon. Yeah, we have like 70 pounds in the fridge. I just, <laughs> I got nervous today and I needed it and we have no more money. <laughs> I've seen your refrigerator. I, I hey, know. so you know all those really expensive supplements. And yeah, I went to the med spa for the eighth time this week and got my biohack <laughs> I swear, to, I swear to God, though, like, plays like when, I shit. Your, when I was at your house, I was like, oh, I need this thing. I'm like, I don't need to go to the store. I guarantee you they have it. I just have to open the right cabinet or the right drawer and I will find like a supplement store, every fish, every protein, every vegetable. I got fresh baked sourdough. I got six versions of sea salt, depending on Clay's flavor. Like, it was great. That's where I like to spend my money is weird biohacks, you know? No, I love it. And so like, just so everyone's like, oh, here's what I do think. I think everybody should try entrepreneurship. Mm. And it doesn't mean quit your job. It doesn't mean anything. But just like I think everybody should try working out if they've never done it and try to sleep better and try. Like you never know unless you try. But at least when you try, you get some input and feedback on like what it will feel like. Like, cause like, here's like, I've built multiple seven figure companies and eight figure companies. And like, I start a new one and I expect that it's just going to work perfectly. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this again. Yeah. What? It's the same. Wait, I thought I, I thought I had the cheat codes, right? Like I've been putting the cheat codes in. I'm like, oh, this is new. Yeah. And, and you kind of have to fall in love with being uncomfortable and finding your edge and being self-motivated, right? Like I don't have a boss that yells at me. I mean, I have kids who have food in their mouth, but we're pretty comfortable. Mm -hmm. So anything that comes now, like any growth I want, like I have to create meaning and I have to go pour into it. Like, and I do, I'm like, okay, well, when my CEO has two kids, like I say that stuff to myself, I'm like, he's mm -hmm. not even married yet. I'm like, uh-uh, because -uh, I need to find 
this edge and push and push like just so I can fulfill on those things. And I don't think that that's necessarily for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't love uncertainty as much as entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs find a little bit of fun in uncertainty. Yeah. I, and, and like, here's the thing, like you asked me to him, like I effing hate it. And I was like, but you asked me tomorrow and I'm like, oh, no, I need my drug today. Yeah. Tell me what can't be done. Go ahead. Tell me. I dare you. I dare you. Yeah. We're crazy. Listen, if you're listening to this, you're a little crazy, but you're the best kind of crazy. Maybe you're the best kind of crazy in network marketing, a coach, a leader, a speaker, an author. You're starting a side hustle. You're a stay at home mom who wants to try out adding on entrepreneurship. I mean, whatever situation you're in to be a dreamer, you have to be a little bit crazy. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's not for it's not for everyone. <laughs> and one caveat that I will say that I think is really important. I was like, I have like my COO is an absolutely amazing human being. And he is the best number two I could ever have. And he's the only reason I can be like the number one in the visionary. Mm-hmm. But I consider him an entrepreneur because he gives up certainty to live in my ambiguity. But he does it in a manner that's supportive of him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not having to like come up with the dreams and come up with the visions. But like my tripod is me, my CEO and COO. Like we do everything together. And so I think that like the caveat is that like, it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to do it alone. You can be an entrepreneur, you can be with other people and like, you have to find your complementary skill sets. Cause the one thing I will tell you and Angie will tell you and everybody else will tell you entrepreneurship is a team game, whether they're on your team or not, it is not a solo game. We don't do any of this alone. I mean, you, uh, you look at my therapy bill every year. I'll tell you, we don't do this alone. (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's just for myself. Never mind the couple stuff. Yeah. Never mind with my CEO and COO. Like yeah. your relationships. And so it's 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 amazing, amazing work. And I do think everybody should try it. Try it, guys. Try At least it. try it. You got one life. You might as well. Why not? <laughs> what are the last few mistakes that there's, you see? There's three. And these ones are shorter ones because they tie into what was above. Um, one of them, temperance. Temperance, temperance, temperance. Uh, Dr. Jeff Spencer, dear friend of mine, amazing mentor. You might know Jeff. He's uh, responsible for like 70 gold medals at uh, the Olympics. He's Lance Armstrong's coach, Tiger Woods coach. He's a performance guy through and through. And he's been like one of my wisest teachers. And he's like my dad at this point. But he, he looked at me one day and he's like, you got to stop trying to hit a home run every day. He's like, because you're just going to fail. He's like, Olympians only win gold because they only practice to 70% until the race is on. He's like, and they race once every four years. And he's like, so you have to understand temperance. He's like, you have to stop before you think you should stop. You have to understand that this is a long game. And as entrepreneurs, our to-do list is never ending. It's the never ending story. Like Felcor is on the bottom of that thing all day. It just keeps going and going and going. And it's really easy to get lost in it, to always have another thing. And also to see it as I've never accomplished anything because it's never ending. And so temperance, temperance, temperance. Like I work now three to four hours a day max. And I'd say of that, it's probably two and a half hours of like work, work. And that's why I have a separate office out of my home and my kids activities. But I'm producing probably 10 times what I did working eight to 10 hours. Cause I come in, it's super intentional. I'm never exhausted. I'm never tired. I never dread the next day. Mm. So I come get the needle movers done. I'm like, Hey, do I have anything left? Yep. I'll give a little bit more, but then I always leave and I always practice that. And there's this trap that when you're starting or in the beginning or you're growing or scaling that sacrificing yourself more will somehow create a desirable result. Mm. 
but you cannot sacrifice your life to build a business. You have to build a business that supports your life. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a huge, huge, huge self-awareness play and also discipline play because I mean, don't think it's like 10 o'clock. I'm like, well, I could write this in this email and I could do this and I didn't do that. And it's like, okay, cool. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And really just realizing like none of us are set out to run a marathon a day. None of us are designed to run a hundred miles a day and you can train really hard to get there, but eventually you break. And so we have to be proactive about our inputs so that we can play the long game because Mm. entrepreneurship is the longest game that you will ever play. And so temperance would be a huge one for me. Wow. Yeah. It's like fitness where I'd rather you work out a little bit every day and just move every day and be an active person who goes on walks and is moving versus you run a marathon once a year. A hundred percent. I'd rather you just be an active person daily. It's going to be better for your metabolism, your health, everything. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty mo- mo- good at temperance, I would say. Yeah. Yo, you're you're amazing at it. You you modulate well because you yeah. also realize there's times like, hey, I've been resting, I, I can push, and then mm-hmm. you're like, ah, I need a break. Mm-hmm. Right. And you you are in tune. You also used to be a health blogger and you also was a gymnast. So like yeah. you have a very healthy relationship with your body. But what people don't understand about success is success success can be scheduled. It really can. Like your success can be scheduled and guaranteed, but it's about consistency. Mm-hmm. Every single day, because if you do three things that move the needle every single day over 365 days versus like, I feel like it today or one home run or boom, 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 like you're guaranteed to win. You win with a series of base hits every single day, not that one home run or that one swinging for the fences. That's really what it is. And I think that's what people have to understand is that like you can't be making adjustments or getting frustrated or be like, oh, I got a flat tire. Let me slash the other three because it didn't work today. I'm like, no kidding. You also like, don't think when I go back to the gym after a couple months, I'm like, wow, man, I feel like I gained 20 pounds in a week. Why can't I lose it in one workout? Yeah. Like I get, I've like come home and I'm like, I know this sounds so crazy, but I'm so pissed that I can't just go to the gym and have 20 pounds disappear tomorrow. My wife's like, we had an entire bottle of silver Oak last night. And I was like, yeah, it's just sugar. It's converted to carbohydrate. I have more energy now. She's like, shut up. (laughs) But it's, it's really, really true. And so we have to really practice that and measure our inputs, check our intention, check our energy, measure that inputs and realize like, Hey, what I did today measurably moved me forward and now I'm saving some of the tank and recovering to do it again tomorrow and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. And it's such a good place to be too. Yeah. Staying even keel, staying consistent. Ugh. yeah. Don't yeah. work. Don't work that, 20 that, hour days. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. I don't care. And I've sounds like, well, I'm sacrificing today to have a better life tomorrow. I'm like, well, you're going to be dead before the better life happens. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you're going to be at hospice on 36 and enjoying that business that you built that didn't do anything like, no, like, yeah. and that's the trap. There's actually a really good book on it. Um, cause it's considered toxic thinking. A, an author named Jamie smart wrote, it. it's called the little book of clarity. It's super short mm. and it helps that relationship with toxic thinking, right? Like I'll do this when mm. I'll start this when, and you know, more than anybody ready as a lie. When never comes, you have to do it now. Yeah. You have to be it now. And then the life, the results, the business will support it. And that may sound woo and esoteric, but really you ask yourself like, hey, if I want to be running a million dollar business a year in two years, what would that woman be doing every day? And I bet you not one of you would say she'd be crying in the closet, doubting herself. She'd be working 22 hours a day. I'm like, what would she be doing? 
you're like, she'd be spending her time where it mattered. I'm like, cool. How do you do that today? And that's the game. Like go out into the future, ask yourself what it looks like, what traits do I exhibit and what are they doing? And then bring it into the present and prioritize that. And so that's kind of temperance for me. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, what are the last two? This is so good. Okay. Yeah. So the last one is mine. Oh, mine. I have one for me and then one for you. Okay. One for me and one for you. So perspective, 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 perspective. And what I mean by perspective, and this is going to tie like 10 threads that we talked about, is that you have to realize that what you put into the world, you should only be judging against yourself. Do I like it? Was I confident in it? Was it aligned to my morals and values? All too often, I watch people sabotage their success or derail their success because they're like, someone didn't like it or it didn't do this. I was like, no, 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 no. What did it feel like for you? You, like you're the one that you have to spend the rest of your life with for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not, right? And so I find that people put themselves into vanilla marketing because they're afraid of the resistance. So instead they get inauthentic and they start saying things that aren't really theirs. And so what you have to realize is that every single time you turn your volume knob down or you sacrifice your authenticity, you are in a disingenuine or a lack of integrity relationship with yourself. And that adds up. You get resentment, you get guilt, you get frustration because you're not fully expressing. And I will tell you right now that the best marketing campaigns ever created didn't come from somebody being like, we all love it. Like Lori Grenier turned down the squatty potty ad, said, don't run it, don't run it, don't run it, don't run it. The kids ran it. It made $26 million by having a unicorn shit in a kid's ice cream cone on a squatty potty. And it created an entire brand for the Harmon brothers for viral videos. Like that was the video that put viral marketing videos on the map. The board said no, the parents said no, and the investor said no. And the kids are like, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. And then they post it, right? And that's your gift. And like, obviously you have to respect yourself on where that edge is and be willing to stand in it. But marketing isn't saying what everybody wants to hear. Marketing is getting people's attention to give them a different possibility to bring them somewhere different. And like you've grown in yours to what you talk about now. And I'm so incredibly proud of you for like what you post and it, it takes practice. But what you have to remember is that your perspective is all you have to check in like, is this aligned to me? Does this feel right to me? Okay, cool. And of course, a year from now, you might look back and be like, damn, I can't believe I said that. And I'm like, yeah, but you wouldn't have that perspective today if you didn't make that post a year ago. Yeah. And so that's huge. And that's huge, huge, huge because marketing really is, I have to get their attention. I have to do it differently. I have to share my truth. It has to be aligned to my brand. And so pick it, coaching, products, messaging, Instagram stories, like, all of it. And it doesn't mean you have to go out right. Like, I don't need all of you to go be Angie and like, Oh, I poop my pants. Like that might not work for you. That might not work for you. Try it right? out, but, but try it out for sure. I'm like, own it. Right. Like don't like go bridesmaid on it. Right. In the middle <gasps> of the street wedding dress. Like I'm here for it. But what you have to start checking in is you have to use that barometer that you have. And you have to ask yourself because it's really simple is what I'm about to post a line in my morals and values. You're like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. And you're like, what would it take to be in alignment? And you're like, oh, this, I'm not ready to say that. Then I'd rather you not post at all than post something that's lacking the depth 
and lacking the integrity because it just feels like a manipulation and people can feel that because they feel your energy when you put into your words. They feel it when you put into your videos and you have to make sure that it's aligned. And so I would say the perspective is measuring what you put out into the world against your barometer and your moral compass and using that as a way to go. Oh, man, this was so good. (laughs) I loved it. This was so freaking good. George, we just need like a pod. We just need a marketing podcast together or something. We can we can do one. The hardest. What would be the name? Scheduled. I don't. I don't even know. The the was uh, Angie and George the J. The, the Janji show. <laughs> <laughs> there is no the way mind. The mind of Janji. <laughs> the mind of Janji. There is no way that our names combine to be something pretty. okay 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 guys i told you i'd keep this short and sweet it went a little bit longer than i thought but it was juicy so i'll only go over if it's juicy okay so george where you have a complaint (laughs) if you have a complaint about it being too juicy dm me yeah i I will give you some coaching dm him the word juicy (laughs) (laughs) okay that sounds weird that came out wrong i don't really know and then there was an eighth one and you don't have to answer it or the seventh one and it's niching down and speaking only to your niche and you have a course on this and an entire podcast on this and an yeah. entire brand on this and you post about this on Instagram every day. But please stop trying to sell everything to everyone because vegetarians do not want meat. <laughs> don't. Like they don't. I don't care how many times you do it. You're not going to convert them over. So yeah, take all that advice from Angie. But yeah, uh, Recommend, go to my podcast. I think that's a good place. Yeah, where should they hang out with you, learn more about you right now, you guys, if you're listening to this, pause it, go creep on George, go send him a DM, go listen to his podcast. It's so freaking good. I only listen to a few podcasts. You are one of them. I love you for that. Go listen to it, guys. It's honestly, if you know what's good for you. Yeah, so the (laughs) podcast is called The Mind of George Show because I believe it belongs in a straitjacket, so I share slices of that crazy with you. Um, But yeah, I drop two episodes a week, and they're all really put things into practice, helping your business, all of it. So it's The Mind of George Show on all the platforms. The website's mindofgeorge.com. And if you want to slide into my DMs with the word juice... Juicy. 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 My Instagram is It's George Bryant. You'll see Angie follows me. Spell it out. (laughs) Um, I T S and then George G E O R G E Bryant to B R Y A N T. And then that's on Instagram and, uh, I will send you a video response cause that's what I do on the gram. And if you want us to start a show called the Janji show, the Janji show, just you should let us know. Should tell us what we should name the show. We should crowdsource a name of a podcast. Cause I do it. You know, I do it in a heartbeat. Marketing is one I was thinking of is like marketing is sex. You know, it's like, but that sounds a little inappropriate, but you know what I mean. <laughs> from, my, from the guy in pink shoes and the girl who makes poop jokes. Like, that's the tagline. Like, that's it. <laughs> we just need a t- oh, title. Man. All right. Uh, pink shoes and poop jokes. Pink shoes. Oh, my gosh. We love you guys. If you loved this, let us know. And we'll probably do a part three, part four, part a million because this is I'm what we love it. doing. This is what I'm we love doing. It. So let us know. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Toodles, noodles. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. 
please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.